Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeld and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Matt Finney. He is from south of St. Louis in a city called Herculaneum, or if you're from around the area, apparently you call it Herky. Um, <laughs> he started painless dent repair in, on February 27th, exactly, 2008, trained just by a local tech who didn't train anybody before him or after him, um, essentially. So just somebody local, and now he has added restore effects to his suite of services. And just before I started this podcast, he sent me a video of a repair that he did, and I'm going to ask him live to put pressure on him. He's never shared it on social media. Can I share it? And welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Look out, look out, Bryce Kelly. <laughs> no. No, he can he can carry that torch, gladly. Yeah. And he does well at it. So. He does very well, for sure. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad you do share some videos because the reason you're on the podcast is because you shared, I'm going to jump around apparently, but you shared yeah. a video you did of Restore Effects on a Cadillac. Um, yeah. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And I shared it with Ryan. I was like, you got to come on the show and talk about this stuff. And then you pull out, I'm a master PDR tech too. So like, <laughs> and you don't, and you don't have any employees. So I don't even know where to start, Ryan. Do you know where, you know where to start? I don't know. Just tell me, tell me all the things. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it's smart to not have any employees, but, uh, <laughs> but no, you don't. that's, that's where we're at at the moment. Yeah. Um, but like I, like I had said before we started recording, I'm, I'm definitely pretty consistently at that point where yeah. I need to, to do that. Um, you know, full disclosure, it's not something I'm super excited about because anybody that has employees, you hear the nightmares, um, more, more often than you do the great stories, mm -hmm. but there's great people out there. There's people mm -hmm. that want to be a part of what we're doing in this, this industry. And, you know, it's just a matter of finding them. Yeah, well, no one ever talks about stuff when it's going really great. Mm -hmm. You only hear Indeed. about the divorce and the suing and the, you know, the disgruntled employee or whatever. Right. And someone's sitting there talking right. about, I have great employees. I think Ryan has great employees. Um, there's a lot of guys out there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would say the majority of America is an employee um, and it works sure. just fine. Uh, but so, so we're going to start. How did you, 2008 comes around how did you even find out about painless dent repair first of all and get into it that's always a fun place to start for everybody yeah so um so in 2008 i went through all the big firsts in life uh i got married we had our first son bought our first house i was a union sheet model worker here in st louis i was still an apprentice at the time um i was pretty close to getting out of my time and becoming a journeyman i always knew i wanted to work for myself and my middle brother had a friend that I never knew what he did for a living. My brother would just refer to it as he does dents. I don't know what the hell that meant. Still to um, those day, people, right? Yeah, oh, and, but what I did know is, uh, you know, at the time, the the uh, HD, the, the Harley-Davidson F-250s and stuff were hot with the flames on the side, you know? And yeah. so he had the new F, uh, F-250 that was lifted, wheels, tires. He lived in a giant house on a private golf course. His wife drove an Escalade. Like, he had all like, the stereotypical <laughs> dent guy stuff, right? <laughs> and so I didn't know what doing dents was. However, I knew that whatever he was doing, I wanted to do it. So um, sidebar on that. That's awesome. Now, I would never <laughs> suggest anybody do anything career-wise solely based on money because that is a fleeting thing. Yeah. However, um, fast forward, I'm glad I did it. My wife's mm. glad I I did it. However, I, I got my journeyman's card in the union and withdrew the exact same day um, and and started pushing dents. Um, now, I was doing it in the evenings because my wife, who is an RN, uh, you know, but um, I was doing it in the evenings. So she was working nights. So when we put the little one to bed, I was in the basement on a the old like X style hood stand, you know, like there was just an X that opens up. Um, I was on a hood off an S10, beating it up, thinking, oh, dude, you, you're nailing this dent repair thing and just <laughs> looked like hell, right? Um, but did that for a few months. And then uh, February 27th, we hit the road to go to Mannheim, Pennsylvania. And my first tail car 
um, we were there for Wizard, um, you know, as subs in a tent with a hundred other, literally a hundred other dudes. And uh, my first hail car, they put me on, uh, just like here, peck away, was a seven series BMW. I broke a side glass and I broke the windshield or the uh, sunroof glass on that car. It took me about a week and a half. I thought it looked great. It probably looked like total hell. Um, but that's where my career started. Damn. So she got to work on That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard yeah. of that. Commercial heating and cooling. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a background. And my original deal was, okay, I'm going to work for myself. I thought it was going to be in the, well, I'm still in the metal world. But, yeah. you know, doing some custom metal work, you know, at the time I had, you know, I had a fair bit of fabrication experience. Mm. Um, you know, commercial installs, I had a lot of welding certifications, mm -hmm. you know, I liked that kind of, you know, metal work. I'm still doing metal work. It's just a different kind. Dude. And probably the most art artistic to like the most like skilled version, I would say, I mean, welding yeah, takes I mean, a skill for sure, but it does. Not, but yes, not like I mean, I'm not, I'm not slow to, to tell people that PDR is nothing short of an art. For yeah, sure, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, especially after chase, that video you sent. Did you chase hail for a while, or how did how does that work? Where did yeah, you... so the so I'm I'm over fifteen years. I'm not quite to sixteen. February will be sixteen. Um, so I'm pretty deep into my fifteenth year as a tech. Predominantly, most of that time was on the road on the hail trail. Um, now St. Louis at the time, so we moved away and moved down to Florida um for a little bit but we had a pretty good run hey i wouldn't call st louis necessarily a hail prone market when i think of hail prone mm. i think of colorado oklahoma parts of kansas texas, texas right yeah yeah um however 11 from 11 to 17 st louis got a lot of hail um 11 and 12 and 15 in particular um were great or horrible whatever side of the fence you're on there so yeah. um that kept me home great for dead guys horrible for everyone else you mean is exactly. that okay yeah gotcha. yeah so um you know so the guy that trained me he went from the guy that trained me pretty quickly to a business partner so we had a, a dent company together we also opened a collision center together um so right about that time like i said he was 15 years into his dent career and he wanted the next step for him, which was he he had a love for collision centers and he wanted to own one. Um, I didn't. I was up and coming in the dent world and I wanted to be a dent guy. So over time, you know, we started the collision center together and then parted ways under good terms. Um, now, it worked out great for him. He just recently sold to Caliber uh, the end of last year. Um, so nice. you know, it worked out great for him. You know, we still talk to this day. Um, good dude, amazing tech. He asked if I need a parts guy from time to time, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Good for him. That's good. That's yeah. good. Good place to sell to. <laughs> Makes it easy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you have had employees before. Well, Part yes, partners. technically I have. Well, no, he owned okay. a body shop. So oh, true. Yeah, that's true. true. Right? Had, uh, so firsthand, firsthand experience of. Employees. Yeah, so yeah. We, we had five guys then, yep. you know, now it grew once I left and he built another facility. It, it grew, obviously. But yeah, I mean, we had when I was there, you know, we had five directly um, and then 11 and 12 when it hailed here, we had t up to 20 guys in a warehouse, all independent techs. But, you know, we had 20 guys at one point just banging them out. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, good, good times for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Damn. So, okay. So that's the hail trail. I feel like does every, I don't, I've never chased hail. I went to a one store one time just to, just to see, um, probably won't go back. Um, do, do all, do all hail guys move to Florida when they're done pushing hail? What is that? Man, you know, like I said earlier, I'm from there. I'm from Orlando. Okay. Born and raised. From Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was easy um, for you. That's how I ended up there. And I've got family in St. Louis and in Florida. So, you know, as a dent guy for me, you know, as you guys know, we can live anywhere if you're doing hail, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we went back to Orlando for a few years. Yeah. It was great, but ultimately we missed a lot of family up here. We miss family down yeah. there too. But, yeah. um, you know, for our lifestyle and, and where we were trying to go, it fit 
better to be back here. For sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you, this, you send us a smash repair it, on a Camaro quarter panel. <laughs> and I feel like hail guys, hail and hail and smash PDR are separate, separate mm -hmm. skill sets. In my opinion, I've done some I hail more smash. are separate. Oh sure. yeah. F fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Three separate, three separate yeah. areas of expertise. So when, I mean, were you doing some smash repair during hail, like on off season or where did you pick up this? Like that? Cause that, I mean, most you, people you, can't do both, right? Most no. people are like a hail tech or a smash tech. If you try to do both, it like for well, me. I mean, and, I mean, we have to define smash too. Like, I don't know that the one you said is like smash, like double smash, at least <laughs> there was two thoughts, but I'm going to Bryce Kelly smash. I'm going to share the video if, if, if Matt will let me, um, and so when did you transition or when did you try to like, when did you start <laughs> fixing side panels like that? So I think a little bit came from the perspective of the guy that trained me. Um, so he said early on, I remember him saying, I'm not going to train you to be a hail guy or a door dinger. I'm going to train you to be a dent guy. Um, so battle. I think that was one. And then two was, I like to excel. I'm not like one of those overachiever guys and I don't do things for the accolades. However, I like to be proficient and skilled at whatever it is I do. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm very hard headed and persistent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, so on the off season, you know, in a town like this, I had relationships at the local dealerships and collision centers that, you know, when guys knew I was home, if they needed something, they'd call. So I had a big Chevy store that has, well, prior to COVID, they would have a thousand units on the lot, new and used. Um, and I did all of their dents. So it was just a revolving door for me. If I was home, I was there. Uh, if I was on the road, they were waiting. So at their collision center, it just kind of transitioned over time to, okay, we know you can do hail. Can you fix this door or can you fix this fender? And it turned into one of those, well, I don't know, but I'm going to try. Yeah. And then it just kind of progressed. So, you know, I don't know if I'm an outlier in any way, shape or form. Like I told you earlier, I'm just a dumb dent guy pushing dents, but I seem to have some kind of knack for fixing damage, whether it be a, a doording hail and, or, you know, larger, what I, what I deem as micro collision in my business. That's what mm -hmm. I call it. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, well, you're pretty good <laughs> based off the video. Well, thank you. To be fair, I I know a lot of dang guys. I feel like I've looked at a lot of videos. I've coached a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of stuff. And yeah, you do have a, let's say you have a knack for it. I think that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> a knack for it. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you think, do you think being a journeyman or like just, do you think your sheet metal work helped you at all? Like the thinking about dent repair or? I think it probably plays a part subconsciously. I mean, I don't, but I don't think of anything in particular when I'm doing any kind of repair that like, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. However, I think understanding metal. I also, so I also went two years uh, into my mechanical engineering degree. So mm -hmm. the metallurgy mm -hmm. classes and things like that. Right. 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 I think yeah. kind so of that's understanding big. and welding you know, plus the fabricating. Right. And like, yeah. yeah. So I think all that, those components together probably play a little bit into my understanding and, you know, yeah. um, you know, kind of dealing with that a bit. So, yeah, that's fascinating though. Um, so tension is a big thing now. Is yeah. that something you used before it was a big thing? Um, not necessarily. No. Okay. All right. Um, I'm just curious if you had like no. a, a an edge up because of the schooling, you know? No, I actually never really thought about it a whole lot. Okay. Um, and I don't even remember where I first saw it. Yeah. Um, obviously now you can't see anything of size being repaired mm -hmm. without it. Right. Yep. Um, but that's like the but, last year though, really realistically absolutely. year and a half, yeah. maybe, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, so that's fascinating. Okay. So you're, you're just fixing that stuff. Just old school. You pushed it out. Yeah. So the Camaro, the only piece of like, I'll be real honest, the Camaro, the whole tension thing was coming into to play back then. 
-hmm. but I didn't really understand it much. Yeah, um, right, yeah. There weren't these bridges and towers and all this stuff. Even right? straps or nothing, yeah. Right. So yeah. I actually would have, um, you know, on that, there were actually uh, kind of caveman style ratchet straps. And, you know, I would glue big collision tabs from Kiko, right? And try and pull um, just as a caveman style. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think technically the only what I would call abnormal or specialty tool that yeah. was used on that was the hot box. Um, yeah. And I'll say right now, if it was not for a hot box, there's mm -hmm. no, there's no saving that for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. um, but that took all, all facets of anything I knew about metal and dent repair to get to the finish line. I mean, yeah. that one was, like I said earlier, that was for sure my peak yeah so if you want to if you want to see the video just like if you can i post it matt later down yeah, the road this can. is going to post it in the masters of recon uh, the, yeah, yeah so for sure go, yeah. go to the master recon while you're there like the page obviously um but that way you can see what we're talking about is this not a made-up dent <laughs> before and after video of this thing is um you want to tell the story of how of how that how you kind of got that repair because i think it's very i think it's a pretty fascinating story on yeah that. so um yeah, so uh, an oral surgeon from Tampa, Florida went, uh, well, I guess I'll describe the car. It's a, I don't recall what year, but it's a yeah. ZL1 Callaway Edition Camaro. And that's his race car. He's a car guy. He's got multiple exotics and high-end stuff. And this was his, his fun car. Um, he lost control at Sebring Raceway, hit the tire barrier, and wiped out the hood. Driver's fender, he got into the door, and as you can see, the quarter panel. So we saved the door and uh the quarter and uh we is another tech that like i told you guys prior the physical exhaustion that comes from a repair like that and, know, and mental because it's so daunting you look at that and you're like it's daunting. 100 yeah so there's a million pushes you know, on that back in that metal yes yeah. yeah so it was a tag team between a friend of mine and myself and um you know still to this day I am pretty amazed at it. Um, mm. Again, is it the extent of what can be repaired? I don't think so at all. I mean, to be quite honest, which is some of the stuff Bryce does, that that recent Rivian repair, and Matt, I think it was Matt Boyette did that, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then the that one that kind of went viral a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah. the Guild. I don't know. How to say I think it's. I think it's Guidas. I think. Don't okay. quote me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if anybody knows it, but I think yeah, Guidas or Guidas or Arlson. I'm thinking. I'll just off the top I of my head, something like that. Yeah. I don't know that guy. And in, in yeah. my mind, I picture him as like an old, like wizard type guy. Yeah. Right. Stuff yeah. That he does. He's not old. Is he's not old? Just absolutely yeah. insane. When I see stuff yeah. that Bryce does, I'm blown away. When I see the stuff that he does, I'm like, this has got to be Photoshop because it it blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah and, and like you like you said, um, you know, torch carriers. I've called um, Bryce a torch carrier for a lot uh, forever. I used to post on all of his posts a picture of a Statue of Liberty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> instead of just typing it out, I just post that because he's like he just. And 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 not only him, but Guidas and 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 Boyette, and there's a lot of other guys. Gene Fetty is doing stuff with blue polling. I mean, mm -hmm. Mike Mike yep. Toledo out in San Diego. There there's guys. Maybe I've maybe I've put a video out there once or twice that was like that's difficult. But there's a lot of guys out there that the body of work, if you're paying attention, just knowing what's possible by watching the videos is how everything has changed. A hundred percent. Yeah. A lot of it from Bryce Kelly, but a lot of it from other guys too um knowing it's possible is half the battle more than half the battle like the story it's a famous story of the roger banister four minute mile you guys know that story or not i don't so roger banister is a four minute mile for the for the longest time decades and decades and decades everybody's running 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 it's not humanly possible ever for someone to run under a four minute mile it's not possible no one's ever going to do it that's the peak of whatever whatever and then so years people are trying they're running official races trying to run under 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 a four minute mile and eventually roger banister does it and within the year like 12 more people wow or some number i don't know those That's numbers crazy. after that i know it's a four minute mile he finished it and then some number of people within a short period of time all run under a four minute mile why Damn. because That's they knew it was possible because they yeah. knew it was possible. That's it so seeing all these videos and paying attention 
a little bit. Not you don't spend your life. Pay attention to YouTube. Pay attention to Facebook. Right. Some Instagram posts, wherever you get your stuff from, and just like see what they're doing, and then apply that to your skills. Like if you can make, if you can make a three inch dent that's on a body line with a crown flat, like technically you can fix the quarter panel eventually. Right. I guess kind of. I mean, yeah. not it doesn't perfectly translate, but you can move metal around. So yeah, for if sure. you put two hundred yeah. hours on it or a hundred hours, could you do it? I don't know. And that I mean what you're saying kind of makes sense as to why we're seeing, you know, just the, the it, leaps, the leaps. It's yeah. just like yeah. every time I see a new video, I'm like, this is stupid. Yep. What are we doing? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. It's wild. wild. And and I guess that that a lot can be said and, and a hand can be given to companies like Kiko and Cam Auto and yeah. um, the tooling companies, all the tooling companies yeah, in addition, I mean, 100%. Yeah, it's it's insane. You know, people come to the shop all the time and they still have the mindset that dent repair is hail and door dings and you just yeah. use kind of some basic sticks and screwdrivers. And, yeah, you know, it. when you start talking to them about things like a hot box where you're introducing carbon on a molecular mm -hmm. level and, mm -hmm. you okay. know. Um, yeah. They're like, dude, what? I thought you just used glue and a stick, you know, yeah. and it pops out like, yeah, um, you know, there's just the technology in our industry, even though at its at its core are those sticks and screwdrivers. The technology that has come to be here in the last few years is, is really incredible. And that's what lets us do what we do. 100 percent. Yeah, it's everybody. It's the tooling. It's the seeing what's possible. It's the education of tension and the yes. basically you know kiko making double action um a thing or of like a common thing you know pulling yeah. while tapping a crown down and you can literally see it flow together it's like oh like duh yeah um yeah. all all that stuff and i this is how industries grow you know and um i've been i guess you could say preaching it i've been talking about it since april of 2020 the month after covid started i got on this podcast and been talking about since day one like pay attention like this industry yeah. is like this big co compared to where it's going to be like yeah, so we have so much more room to go it's not even like we can't none of us can even fathom it hail as you know there's still there's still a massive amount of hail that goes through a body shot that doesn't need to in my opinion most likely yeah. but on the on the collision yeah. side dude we're so far we're so far away yeah so, we have I mean, so much still, more room to go i still have people in fact i had a guy this afternoon that you know he went to a body shop new bronco shopping cart hit the side uh yeah. passenger quarter panel he went to a body shop the body shop told him we can't get to you for at least six months we're not even going to walk out there and look at it so he came here and i'm like well i guess it's good you end up here but we should have been your first stop because yeah. this doesn't need to go to a collision center. Yeah. So it's that education part too. Cause yeah. like I said, most people don't even realize the options they have. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're muted, Ryan. Did you know that? Yeah. Cause I got people okay. talking. Oh yeah. Okay, here. cool. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to turn here trying to say something. Um, customers, God dang. So restore effects, man. Uh, yeah. how did you hear about it and when did you start? So actually, um, to be quite honest, both of you are uh, guilty for getting me into that because oh, uh, I heard about it on the on Corey's prior podcast with you as the guest. Um, so we were actually packing. I, re I remember this fairly well. We were packing. We had just sold our house in Orlando. We were moving back to St. Louis and I was packing the moving truck and um, I was, you know, I had my earbuds in and was listening to this podcast because I knew at that point when we moved back, I had told my wife and we had already decided I'm going to get off the road, you know, 15 years of doing this, you know, you guys know how much you miss with your family and your kids. You yeah. can't get that yeah. stuff back. So, you know, that was enough. I'm going to hang up, you know, the, the hail trail, um, work, work shoes, and I'm going to stay local and we're going to open a shop. Um, I was you know, very intentional about what I wanted to do. I had, I had a basic plan. The one thing I didn't have, you know, in high school, my very first business I ever owned as probably a lot of guys do was a detail business. Detail company. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And what I knew about, okay, I'm going to come back to St. Louis. I'm going to open a shop and we're going to all offer these multiple services. One thing I couldn't figure out at that point was 
I know that I can't tell somebody on the front end, you need to come to us to repair your dents because we saved the OEM finish. There's no Carfax report. It's quicker. It's better for the overall integrity of the vehicle. And on the back side of that, try and sell them a traditional paint correction where we come in and just mow that clear coat down. <laughs> and I, Ryan, I heard you say, I think it was something about if you looked at PDR as, you know, the the husband or whatever, you, you had tried to find the wife for PDR for a long time and you felt like Restore Effects was it. So I listened to that episode and I spent like the next three days trying to figure out what the hell Restore Effects is. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so um, I found out a little bit about it. I kept trying to binge listen to anything I could um, and then realized that, um, you know, we all have some mutual friends. So Keith Hebert, uh, Paul Corden. Love uh, Keith. Keith is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm uh, Chuck Robertson. Um, mm. I think he, I think Chuck shops in Centennial, right? So I found out Chuck got into it. Um, that led me to Keith. So I started making some calls. Keith, um, you know, got me in touch with Paul. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't know this Ryan guy, but I like what he's doing and where he's going here. Um, it's very similar to where I'm wanting to end up. Chuck got into it. Keith is a part of this whole deal somehow. Paul got into it. Like these are all guys that I respect a ton in our industry for multiple reasons. If they're doing this, there's something to it. Mm -hmm. So I had some conversations and, you know, moving back up here, starting from zero, you know, I literally, so I, I did two storms when we first moved back. I went to two storms, both in Minnesota. I did not trust my gut on either of them. I shouldn't have gone in 15 years. It was the worst experience I've ever had doing hail. And that was it. You know, like I left on, I didn't even know if I was getting paid. I worked over six months, literally didn't know if I was getting a penny. So came back, started from zero out of the back of my Jeep doing mobile dent repair and, um, you know, talking to Tony at Restore Effects at that time, because I knew that was going to be a, an important part of what I was mm -hmm. trying to do. So it was just, dude, it's, it's daunting to stroke that 20 plus thousand dollar check, right? For your license much less all the ancillary things that go into a center. Mm -hmm. um, Being yeah, the big one. Yeah, yeah, the big one, right? And I'm sure you guys can attest more than likely, you know, wives and, and women in general, they're big on security. And mine is not, you know, any different. So it's like staring down the barrel of the gun almost like this is new. It's expensive. Uh, it's, it's relative, right? Expensive compared to what? But it's expensive, you know. Um, it's expensive and, comparing to starting a dent company, which you buy five thousand dollars in tools, and uh, you already have a car, and you're just like, I'm yeah. a dent guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, and, so, and as far as starting a business goes, it's really not expensive. No, it's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very relative. Mm -hmm. um, but coming back and starting from zero, with that like right in my face, mm -hmm. um, you know. It was just a little daunting, but we did it. Um, I hit, so I signed up. <clears throat> I got my license early February. We moved into the shop uh, right at the same time. I went to training the end of March, and I came back at the end of March and kind of hit the ground running. This is twenty one. Uh, this is this year. I oh, haven't even three. been doing oh. this. Okay. Yeah, I haven't even been doing this a year yet. Um, so hit the ground running. Um, but I'll be real honest. I did not give restore effects. It's due effort in terms of beating the streets. Um, and this is where that one man show comes into play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so right. Ryan, I, so I called Ryan in 2020 into 2020 and said, Hey, I found you through other Paul, I think I talked to Paul Corden or someone else and then said, call Ryan. He's like, yeah, you can do restore effect. Here's the good things. Here's how much it costs to build the center out. Just promise me, just don't, don't do it. Do not do it unless you hire somebody to do it with you. And then yeah. you knew that, but you didn't do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like yeah. I said prior to, to starting the recording here, I told Alex yeah. at training that, you know, I hear you guys say that all the time, but I'm going to kind of flip that on its head for a minute, and yeah. I'm going to be the one that does it by itself. Um, so, and I said there's reason for it. The reason was, yeah. you know, um, I'm trying to be wise about how I'm building this. I'm very mm-hmm. intentional about how I'm building my company, and mm-hmm. I'm not willing to waver on what I see is the right way to do it. Um, Fair enough. You know, my uh, the way I price our services, again, it's one of those relative things. Some people are going to see it as expensive. Some people are going to see it as a great value. And there's that saying that price is what you pay and value is what you get. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so there's there's structure in, in pricing of good, better, best, right? And and there's good pricing, which is generally the, the cheaper price point of a service in a given area. And then there's up to the best. And I like the best price point, not solely based on financial outcome, but the people that are paying in the best price category aren't as largely affected by financial downturns and economic things, yes, right? 100%. So if you're doing a service that, you know, is $850, the guy down the street's charging 300 for, but you're marketing it to a certain clientele that's in that best category, they'll gladly pay you your price because they're not looking for the cheap guy mm-hmm. um, and they see the value in what you do. Not to mention that if you're the cheap guy and there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely not at all. So I want to make that clear. However, if you're the cheap guy, quote unquote, it's hard to build brand or excitement around that because your customers are there solely based on price. Price. So the moment somebody else comes in a dollar under you and they're only there for price, now they're gone to the next guy. Whereas if you build that brand recognition and following and excitement and value around what you're doing, even at the best price point, those are your customers for life. So I have people come to me. I had a customer call me the other day for a a tempered glass for his fireplace doors because one broke. Now, this is a, a current customer that I've done work for, but he called me because he knew I know Matt knows what he's doing and he knows people like him. So where is he going to send me, you know? And honestly, I didn't know where to send them, but I found out where to send them and I figured Mm -hmm. it out and solved his problem. Mm -hmm. But that, that that I think is an important thing to keep in mind as you're building a company, because uh, you need that, that loyal base of, of customers that know that above all else, this is my guy for everything. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%, hopefully car related, but yeah, or fireplaces, I guess, as well. <laughs> Temper glass, but temper glass right. car, so it's probably the same, it's probably the same guy. <laughs> yep, safe light, that who you called, right? Um, so the reason, so the reason why you're, um, actually with the with the Restore FX side, the reason why you're on the podcast essentially is because you sent me out of the blue. I think we had chatted a little bit, uh, a couple messages over the years. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, I don't we remember did. it. Yeah, yeah we talk. did. Yeah. Small talk. Um, you sent me a video like, Hey, check out this Restore FX, um, this car that I did. Why did you do that? I was just curious. So I, I'd have to go back and look at the last guest you had on the podcast. I can't recall his name offhand. Yeah. Um, the but last anyways, one just had, or it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, there was something said, and I don't recall exactly what it is was now, but there yeah. was something said in that podcast. Um, and and I think maybe it was something along the lines of, I think his overall viewpoint, and, and correct me if I'm, I'm messing this up, but I think his overall viewpoint was the RestoreFX has a application on the retail side, but he kind of saw it as, it flexes its muscles most in the wholesale world. Is that Jeremy? Carol, you think? Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe so. There you go. That's the last one. I'm, my business is about 70 30 retail to wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost, I think I've got three wholesale RestoreFX cars that I've done up to this point. Most wow. of my RestoreFX work has been retail. Um, including that Cadillac. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, I sent that based on that comment and Hey, while we're in the dent world and it, you know, like you had alluded to earlier, we're all trying to find that, that mm-hmm. end point of what's possible, by the way, you know, we're all kind of fairly new in this restore effects game. Um, here's, here's, you know, at this point mm-hmm. for me, my worst that I've done and it looked really, really good. It did look really um, good. I mean, it's 61 year old paint for crying out loud, single stage lacquer. Like, yeah, I don't know what, what else you're going to do outside of a paint job. Literally nothing. You're not going to paint correct it. <laughs> no, I you're mean, not. You could like maybe run it over with a buffer, you know, try to maybe a polish. I mean, a polisher, I mean, try to shine it up a little bit, but I mean, that's sure. about it. You're not going to do anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. 1962 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. All original satin bar for thirty years. This is what you texted me, um, and we yeah. actually had no prior no prior conversation before that. You just texted me randomly and just sent these two videos <laughs> and put trying to find the limitations of restore effects. And I'm like, who's yeah. this guy? And so I'll yeah. like look at it and I'm just like, okay, that's yeah. And I think you're trying to find the limitations of PDR too, based off the Camaro. I'm gonna sh- I'll share both of these too and uh, the on the Master Recon <laughs> Facebook page. But all right, um, sounds good. Yeah, so um yeah tell us how tell us okay so yeah that was crazy repair trying to find limits how did you get that car because i like that story um yeah so there's a dealer uh he's got six he owns six stores around me um and we know each other loosely anyways a mutual friend gave him my name and number and said look you got to call this this guy about your cadillac so he won the owner of these dealerships won this Cadillac playing blackjack. Yeah, that's the best um, part. <laughs> so he brings the car, uh, sets it in his one of his buildings, and he's like, I don't know what to do with it. So um, he didn't want to paint it. Although he has a body shop, he didn't want to paint the car. He wanted to keep the story and the originality. So um, he he calls one day and says, hey, if you got time, I need you to run down to the, one of you know my Chrysler store and meet me. I need to talk. I hear you've got some magic. Uh, stuff that makes cars look new without painting them. I said, okay, well, you know, I'll come down. So um, anyways, we talk a bit, and that's when he realizes, okay, you don't just do dents and this stuff you wipe on a car, but you do various services that I can use all of them. Um, So I'm going to give you this Cadillac because it's an absolute train wreck, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to see what you can do with that. So that was actually the first car he had ever sent me. Um, and he wanted full interior detail under the hood and restore effects. Um, I mean, the damn, there were mice, like literally mice living in the trunk. Um, you know, it looked like they went to a mud run when you open the hood. It was, it was just a mess. So anyways, um, that's, that's how I got that car before I ever even touched it. I pulled it in the shop the very next day. He sends me a 19 Ram 2500 that was an inventory car of his. And uh, he said, do this one first. That <laughs> truck looked like somebody drove it through the woods for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just yeah. um, nowhere near what the forerunner was you did, right? Yeah, but like that, yeah. That, that, yeah. But it was like the little brother of the damage mm-hmm. of that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, severe, nonetheless. Yeah. And... So that was actually, that Ram was actually the first real RestoreFX car I did for him. And he's like, dude, I, I don't know what to say because I don't know what I'm looking at here. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. And so, that comes from a paint shop. That's right. And actually, doesn't want to paint his car. What's that? Yep. I've got two of those because the very first retail car I did for RestoreFX when I got back was a 03 regular cab short bed Silverado yeah, that was yeah. owned by a local body shop owner. Same deal. You know, I've, I, I've known him for a long time. I've done dent work for him for years, but he said, okay, you've been telling me about this magic potion. I want to see what it does. Yeah. And dude, I'll send you this video too. I mean, yeah. the truck was destroyed. Yeah. And, uh, the after he's like, I, if I didn't know you, I yeah. would think you painted this truck. I would say I would say you're full so, shit. Yeah, he'd paint yep. every panel. Yep, for sure. Um, 
Damn, that's wild. You can unmute, Ryan. We, if, I, last time you unmuted, we barely hear those people. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Um, I can't even hear them actually at all. Um, no, so, so that's pretty wild. So yeah, never a fun situation to um, be like, hey, I got this demo for you, and you roll up, and you're just like, really? This is the demo <laughs> for the guy who wants six dealerships yeah. done? But the, the funny thing is, I didn't even know this. You said yes to it. I'll do it. And before, just by you saying yes, you got other work. You didn't even yeah. touch it yet. Yep. Uh, yeah. And and I said yes, not knowing if we could even do anything. Right. Because, yeah. Because lack like of yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. all I had heard up to that point was base clear only, base clear only. So I said yes to the guy, right, that owns yeah. six dealers. On the way back to the shop, I'm calling Ryan K. Like, <laughs> please tell me. Ryan K is like the restore. He's like the center manager for all the center managers basically he like is the guy you call for those type of problems basically at restore effects for those that don't know yeah yeah yeah. and he's a he's a great go-to for really all things restore effects but i mean he's kind of been doing it and if you've listened to those podcasts if you listen to the podcast we've done with ryan awesome yeah um i mean honestly i haven't met anybody and this isn't a I'm not just saying this because I'm a center owner and yeah. we're part of that family. However, I I have yet to come across anybody in the Restore FX world, you know, that's not a a great person and has something that, you know, they can contribute to what you're doing. So, um, you know, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, said said yes to the guy without knowing if we could honestly do anything, <laughs> and uh, you know, I got some couple cans of advanced repair and went to town yeah yeah that's awesome so how long did that take well it's a little convoluted um, yeah because it was kind of a gap filler car yeah um but and i'll be real honest i went after that car pretty significantly with the prep process Mm -hmm. um way more aggressively than i would have anything else um but i did so knowing that the the guy's one wish was just don't make it worse mm-hmm. so you know um i went after it very aggressively knowing that you know i wouldn't go past the color but knowing that i only had the color to deal with i didn't mm-hmm. know how deep in the weeds i could get yeah but uh, i i will say um for what it was i mean the video is true you know i didn't see anything afterwards that wouldn't show up in the video mm-hmm. but uh the advanced repair product from restore fx is is great as well it's i mean that was the yeah. first yeah did you do one coat on it just one i did and that would be the one thing so we actually thinks and i haven't talked to him here recently to find out but he thought he had the car actually sold so he was like hey man i know i told you to you know just fit this in but i got somebody wanting to look at it so uh, yes i did one coat i think if i could go back the one thing i would do as a follow-up is after the full cure i think i would i would hit it with 5000 and do a second install on it yeah because sure. i think it yeah. would have made it fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well like when i was at uh when i was at training for restore effects riley they had this old volkswagen i think it's on their instagram somewhere you can find it uh, but this thing was just as bad as that Cadillac was, but it was red. And I'm like, how many? How long has this car been here? And they're like, yeah, it's been here for like three or four weeks. And I think it oh, stayed there for it stayed there for a couple more months after I left. But they said they would put a layer on uh, every couple of days, dude. And after, oh, uh, I don't know how many layers. I'd have to ask Riley how many layers they put, but I'd have to guess like ten maybe. And this thing came out phenomenal. You could see it in the photos. Really? And yeah, so it's possible. That's what I love about the product is that you can stack it um, as much as it'll let you as far as you've got to make sure it's cured in between, um, you know, installs. But I mean, yeah. dude, you can I don't I, I don't think we've hit the limit yet on how many, you know, layers you can actually put of this stuff on there. Well, I don't know if there's a limit. I don't know, right? 
That's pretty. That's so why were they, what were they doing on that one? It was just beat, or was it same, same, or was it just same well, whole shit? Same thing. It was like an old car customer really didn't want to pay to have it painted, so he was like, yeah. "Look, y'all can keep it for as long as you need it. It's a project." Mm-hmm. Um, he understood <laughs> it. I don't know what the guy paid for it, honestly, but I'm like, man, this thing came out phenomenal, dude. It looks. It had a little awesome. bit of rust on it, but it, it man, it came out great. So uh, it's awesome that we're That's trying awesome. to push the limits with the with the product still. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I don't ever want Alex to be like, ah, dude, that's not what this is designed for. It's kind of that's kind of a bad look. Yeah. However, I think if you're gonna, you know, this is my own opinion. If you're gonna get involved with a bunch of dent guys, yeah, you better. They're gonna push the limits. I told Alex. We we we've talked about we've talked about this. We've met with mostly Nick and Alex back in MTE days, and it's like like you're. This is a like you're opening. This is a unique type of people, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that you yeah, that you sure. want to market to. Um, we are those people, and so that's kind of why we're doing the podcast this way because this is the way to do it for the, like you can advertise to them, market to them, all that type of stuff. It's not it's not how it works. Like yep. you gotta yeah. So we're we're a unique a unique type of people in my opinion. For if sure. you could Absolutely. get us, if you could get us on the train, then it's you know you have something because yeah. we'll call bullshit on mm-hmm. anything that comes across any yeah. dick guy. I don't care if you're a good dick guy or a shitty dick guy. If yeah. you see bullshit, it's you're a personality. It's personality. Well, and and yeah. Jeremy on the last, it was Jeremy, right? The last yeah, Jeremy Carroll. Yep. yep. He did yep. that. He's like, man, I looked at that. There were lines in it. I thought, man, that's a shit. You know. I mean, <laughs> still to this day, when I do installs and there's the lines before it yeah. levels out, I'm like damn is that gonna be okay and yeah he sure literally said yeah he walked out took a phone call because yep. he's like that's garbage yep. not doing that anymore <laughs> it self levels while it's yep. on a vertical panel uh, going up grab it it really is amazing i i yeah. still to this day when i do the last car prep wipe so you can kind of see yeah you know what it's gonna look like this is your last like go to yeah. before you install Man, when I do that last wipe on there on any car, still I still get a little grin and I'm like, I yeah, cannot right. believe. You know? <laughs> like, like every day I walk in the shop in the morning time and I see five and six cars finished. I'm like, I'm still. This is four it's, or five years now. I've been owning this stupid. company and I'm like, dude, it, every yeah. day it blows my mind. Yeah, so it's, it's I have wild. people that we tell all around the, our community is like, look, if you want to see, you know, what a car looks like before, come in the morning time. We'll have cars here. And then, or, or in mid morning, then come back the next morning. And we have customers that will come in just for that, just to see it, because they don't believe it. Right? That's awesome. And they, I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm just as surprised as you, you know, yeah. when I see it. And they, they yeah. look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I still don't understand. Yes, I understand the scientific side of it now because I own the company, but I'm just like, I, it's like I don't understand it. You know, it just looks too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, had we had a be red. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I had a for that same guy that owns those those stores. He brought me a ruby red F two fifty, ruby red metallic, and the older gentleman that dropped that car that truck off to me is also the one that picked it up when it was finished. So he parked out next to it, literally parked next to the truck. He came in. He's like, "Hey, I'm here to get this King Ranch back." I'm like, "Buddy, you parked next to it." And he looked out the window. He's like, "That ain't that truck." Like, yeah, that that is that truck. He's so. Good. So we went out and looked at it, and it was another full like full detail restore effects job. The inside was one of those like when I got in it to bring it in the shop, I didn't even want to touch it, kind of thing. Sticky. So, yeah, just nasty. And so he looked. He's like, "Buddy, I drove this back from Arizona when we bought this truck. This is not the same truck. Like I'm telling you, this is the same truck." He's like, "Well, I don't know what you do here." But I'm telling you, this the exterior, the whole truck's awesome. The exterior is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, I mean, we we've every every store effect center has a story to that. Yeah. Like I had a buddy yeah. we did one for it was a red, red, blue, blue. We do a lot of black cars, but red and blue, they're they're Same. special. They're special. Yep. We did a red Lexus. It was like a fa- it was a family friend. It was my my wife's uncle. He's my dentist. He doesn't charge me for dental work, and so he had this car. And I'm like, I'll just do it for you. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, so it's his wife's car. It's like a 07 red Lexus or something. And we did it. And my guy, we said, I said, hey, I'll pick it up. I'll deliver. I'll do everything for you. Like, just keep, just keep 
filling cavities or whatever. Yeah. Free. So we did it, and he, my guy, they needed gas with parking gas station to fill it up, and someone walks across the gas station and like stops him and is like, "Did you just like did you just paint this car and get it I, like leave from the body shop?" And like came over, he's like, "I've been doing paint correction detailing for like 15 years. I saw this car and I had I literally had to come ask you." And he's like, "No, it's like, awesome. restore effects stuff. It's like, wait, it's like that. It looks, it's such a unique look." Wait, last yeah. week we had Tony from Restore Vex called and asked if they could have a guy come up from the Bay Area of California to my shop in Sacramento okay. to look. They own a they own a body shop and they want to open up potentially Restore Vex stuff. Um, wow. And he, yeah, so I don't know how much I'm supposed to share. That's all I'll say, I guess. But um, and so they came to look, and I'm like, you just you can stand around all day and watch my guy prep a car. They can come and just watch the end. I don't care. Like it doesn't yeah. make that big of a difference. Um, and so they came and looked, and they're just like this you know they're not believing the whole they actually came at like 10 10 a.m and waited till 3 34 o'clock by the time they were applying on the cars and uh they were just they were like this is crazy this is i'm like i don't understand it i'm like explaining the technology and like oh, how it works and like it's a flux code and this and they're like what they like paint cars you know they were they were just blown away because they've been painting cars. They they do a lot of high end Teslas and all this stuff out in the Bay Area, and they're like, this should, this is crazy, dude. This is crazy. Yeah. And I think for them, I was like trying to say for them, like to position it. They as a, as a body shop, like the amount of times I go to a body shop and I see a freshly painted car, a front door, and a fender, and that's it. <laughs> and the rest of it is just like trash. I'm like, yeah. sell it, sell it on those, dude. Hey, an extra yeah. thousand bucks, absolutely, or whatever. You you get the rest, you know um but it's phenomenal it's phenomenal stuff so I i'm curious did you did you charge for that demo uh i did yeah yeah did you yeah. push the limits on the pricing because i'm curious to know well i don't know i don't know what uh i don't know what the prices are i don't, it's not I don't like know we either. that that paul corden price guide nope. right so i'm asking but uh yeah i think that was a uh, 1987 dollars awesome that's all awesome. pretty good yeah and that was interior uh, detail too though yeah, that's added in. Yeah, I mean, it was dirty, but let's let's okay. not get in the weeds okay. there. It okay. wasn't okay. anything. It's, someone crazy. would have done it for a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't wild, you know. Yeah. That the work on that car was the exterior. Um, yeah. That being said, I mean, um, retail restore effects. I mean, I'd have to look exactly. I should have it memorized, but I want to say we're uh, for a truck. We're like eighteen seventy five. Mm -hmm. that's uh, good that's way higher than us than me yeah, that's awesome yeah that is awesome and i was talking to this guy who's a super smart dude this this body shop owner and um uh he he he's basically wants to position it when people come in to get full repaints on their car i'm gonna say you don't have to spend fourteen thousand. you can pay me eight and i'll do this and i'm like <laughs> not a bad idea well like, oh, he's who's a smart dude i mean I why not what else can you compare it to yeah i remember hearing in fact this may have been in the conversation Paul and I had about this was his opinion was your other option is a paint job. So yeah, why not price it accordingly? It. Yeah. Right. Well, and so, and that's why I think we love the three of us here and everybody else has been on our podcast and probably everybody listening. If you haven't figured it out yet, the reason we like paintless dent repair and paintless clear coat repair is because it's the same thing with PDR. I've made this case. I have Billy Wachowiak on, on here and, and I like felt like I was hammering him on if it costs thirty thousand dollars to repair a Porsche quarter panel properly, why can't I charge thirty thousand dollars to fix a two-inch dent? Why can't I? I can is the answer in my opinion. Right. If you go back and listen to that, I can. There's no reason why I can't. Just the fact that it takes me two hours. Okay, yep. I'm not saying I would morally or ethically. I don't think I'm worth fifteen thousand dollars an hour in that particular situation. Um, but why can't I? And same thing with the paint job. Full paint job is oh, properly not Mako. 12 14 i mean done right yeah. are you tearing it down are you taking everything apart or right why yeah. can't you charge eight or nine for restore effects you can yeah. if you can if you're it right you can and that's Absolutely. pretty crazy that's pretty cool to yeah. think about yeah. so that okay so as of now let's i'm gonna say 2000 in my mind is the most expensive pure restore effects that i've heard of personally yeah. so and just like we're pushing pdr prices we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see if we can see if we can push that because again they're like 
first of all, no one's ever gonna no no one wants to repaint that. It's a restoration shop, and it's probably thirty thousand dollar repaint to be honest, right? I yeah, mean, I mean like said, a full no, restoration. Right. I mean, yeah. No, no, no caliper's not taking that in to paint it. I mean, no. yeah. No. And the body shops no. around here, they're at least four months out. Like, yeah, so they're like wise, right? Yeah, they're like I'm talking pass. estimates. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I'll be honest, being being the owner, the tech, the marketing guy, the yeah, yeah. sales guy, whatever, I'm still trying to finalize like sweet spot is on my prices. To be quite honest, I think the prices I've got for restore effects <laughs> and clear effects, I think they're high. However, um, I think I'll get more of a market share by mm. bringing them down a bit. But don't get me wrong, they're still going to be on the high end. Um, yeah. But I'm just trying to find out where that, that spot in the market, where that fits. Right, for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you struggle with, like, uh, my question is, how do you do it all? With, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I could not even fathom trying to do sales, scheduling, phone calls, restore effects, dents, everything. Do you ever get bogged down where you're just like, you can't deal with it? How are you doing yeah, that? I do have times where I am completely overwhelmed. Um, I think luckily for me, though, so I think if you look at our business, um, and like I said, we're coming up on it on a year. February will be a year. But if you look at the overall trajectory, it's upward, right? It's like the stock market, right? Over time, mm -hmm. it's up. Now, it's cyclical in that there are lows and highs within that. Um, so, and that's what I was telling Riley at training. Like, yes, I'm doing this as a one-man band right now, but it's good. But you're not going to dealers, too, trying to get two, three cars a week, either. That's... Well, I did. Okay, well, never mind. Um, now, I did, but here's why I put the brakes on. So... That uh, that 2003 Silverado I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. I took that to, I meant to go to six dealers right here. Because right outside of our shop, there's six dealerships. Um, I meant to go to all six just to show them the before and then I was going to take them the after, right? I went to two that I have really good relationships at. And they both are like, okay, it's, a, it's an old silverado that's scratched up okay um i took it to them after right so i went to all six before and then the after came i thought well i'm gonna go to all six again yeah i went to the same two first and both gms both said how many guys you got <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, so it scared me to be quite honest yeah. it scared me because yeah. both those stores if either of them flip a switch um I want to say screwed, but yeah. I'm in a bad spot, right? Yeah. Right. So it, it, it really is too, because like the death of a small business is you saying you can do something and then guys saying, cool, I'd like this car done. And you're like, yeah, I could do that February 1st. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. If they get, if they gave you, let's say a small number, if they gave you 35 cars, that's not a big number for a place that's selling each two different stores selling 100 cars a month. Like yeah. you're, that's you're not done by the end of December, probably. Maybe. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah. So to answer your question, Ryan, yeah. I, I don't know that I do it the right way, but because of the cyclical nature of where we're at mm -hmm. right now as a company, I've got some time, but I'm not doing all those roles as great as I should be, to be mm -hmm. quite honest. Or, uh, I'm you not can't, you can't sales yeah. like I should. Um, there, you know. Right now we're in basketball season at my kid's school and both my kids play basketball. We're in hunting season, right? And as a business owner, I want to be able to take advantage of some of those times because that's what we do this for. Sure. At the same time, I can't put the business on the back burner for those things. Right. Um, I still to this day have not advertised one penny mm. at all. Yeah. Um, it's all been word of mouth. Um, and we're by myself you know, we're decently into the six figures of revenue um, without any advertising, without, mm -hmm. I still get people show up here every day and they're like, I had no idea you were even up here. You know, I yeah. found out from Bob drinking coffee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for the, the length of runway that I have because yeah. when I really start to market and press that gas pedal, I think things are going to, to blow up um but i'm i'm like i said earlier i'm very big on process 
mm-hmm. and trying to get SOPs figured out for various things and not to the perfection point, but get them figured out to where I don't want the reputation that we have as a company to suffer on any level yeah. by just throwing people Hiring into a people. situation. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and quite honestly, with something like RestoreFX, because it is easily, du- you know, uh, duplicatable Replica, replicable yeah. yeah there you go Some, it's not duplicated um, in the sense that someone can copy the product it's replicable no, in the sense that you can not. you can bring somebody in and in two to three weeks they can be really good not like yes. dent repair yep. no yeah. not at all yeah. right so um i want to find nuance within that right and know that uh i don't want to have to rely like early on my thought was well i'm gonna hire a couple guys to do restore effects like Corey and Ryan suggest, mm-hmm. and it's going to run that way. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, I don't want to be beholden to an employee having me over a barrel with my own company. So I'm going to do it this way. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. But starting from zero, I'm in a good spot to try this out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm gonna give it a go, and I'm going to learn. That way, when the time comes, I can find the right person, plug them in, and they're not going to be able to bullshit me about what's going on mm-hmm. or I'm going to be able to help them troubleshoot right. and give them pointers as to how we do things and why, because mm-hmm. ultimately that's going to make the most efficient version of ProStar Automotive Solutions. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's the greatest spot owning a business, right? There's more than way, one way to skin a cat. So 100%. the way yeah. you're doing it is not <laughs> wrong. I'm like, I envy all those ways. I envy Corey, you know, <laughs> with how slow he developed his company. And then I just threw everything. And so that's why a lot of people get to learn from us because yes. we make all the mistakes for you. And if we can do anything to help that out, uh, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And there, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways and they're all, none of them are wrong. And it's just right. gotta be, you gotta know what works for you. Um, and that's the, yep. that's the biggest thing. I mean, for me, I hired a family member who went with me to training, came back for three to four months. We did everything together and now he's running with it. Different situation. Ryan hired like what, three, four guys, five guys right off the bat and just tried to skyrocket the thing, but then realized yep. like it's hard to have eight, seven cars a day, every day for resource effects potentially. Yep. So, it, it, but not, not, nothing's wrong, you know, nothing's wrong, but, yep. um, Damn, dude, that's fascinating. I'm I'm gonna share some of those videos for sure in the Master Recon podcast. And go, excuse me, the Master Recon Facebook page. Go check that out. Um, you can put visual to the stuff we're talking about. Um, yeah, you're 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 a cool dude. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you sent me that. Nice. Video, Likewise, I hope you yeah. come to MTE, man. So, I really hope you do. Yeah, if you uh, can text me. Yeah, or yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, very cool. Anything you wanna? Uh, any more wisdom you want to give these guys on the way up? Man, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know that wisdom or, you know, lessons learned. I don't know, but I don't have anything special. Just, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking about um, your next steps, whether a dent guy or otherwise, and you feel like uh, you want an exit plan, you know, in the future to get you out of, like in my case, off the hail trail and closer to your family every night, you know, um, I will say, and I think you guys will agree, scaling a dent company in and of itself is incredibly hard. Stuff. It takes a, I mean, I, 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 for me, I would say it's almost impossible. I mean, it takes a very yeah. unique person as a tech and it takes a very unique person as an owner, right? Because mm-hmm. um, money makes people do weird shit. Um, or lack or lack of money. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, you know, surviving as a dent business solely, that's a tough go um, and something that I wouldn't want to do. So you got to be strategic and and find a way to do it with additional services. And in my opinion, and again, I think you guys will agree because you're doing it. Yes. um, These multi-service approach, you know, at a high level, high customer service, uh, high integrity, like you can't just go out and open a building with a bunch of shit in there and say hey this is what we're doing you're not going to make it you got to be strategic about it uh but restore effects should certainly at least be on your radar yeah. for sure yeah sweet 100 dude hey is there anywhere that we can that people can follow you online so um yeah facebook and uh, instagram yep. we're uh at pro star auto co 
um, on both of those. And, you know, I am my, my, uh, media guy, so I can't yell at myself too much, but you know, I go through spurts where I'm very consistent yeah, and, and then I go through spurts start, where I'm yeah. too busy and I don't do it. Um, but you know, I'm excited for what's to come with that stuff and, um, you know, yeah. learning more about it growing and, you know, I want to thinking about the restore effects marketing plan that's out there, mm -hmm. you know, and trying mm -hmm. to take advantage of some of that stuff here in this coming year. Um, you know, but just trying to go through all that, make a good list here in the, the end of this fourth quarter and, um, keep going. So killer dude. Thank you very much for coming on, sharing everything with yeah, us. Yeah, man. Thank um, you guys for having me. It's been I'm, glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we met. Hopefully we can hang out in, in Florida in February, not January. Yeah. yeah no kidding. That, yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. 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 Well, it was very right, man. to meet you guys finally and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah. Until the next one. See you guys. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Masters of Recon podcast. If you're getting value from this podcast, then please subscribe to the show and give us a review so others can find our show as well. And if you haven't joined the discussion yet, then go find us over at Masters of Recon Facebook group to join the weekly discussion. See you all next time.